I'm Lindsay Berra, and welcome to Food of the Gods, a podcast that explores how elite athletes eat and train to fuel performance. In these influencers editions, we'll feature athletes, strength and conditioning coaches, nutritionists, and others who promote a healthy and active lifestyle and inspire others to be their best through content shared on their social media platforms. This is part one of our conversation with certified trainer Ebenezer Samuel, fitness director at Men's Health Magazine and head of training innovation at Flexit Fitness. Samuel believes the gym is a place where every person can do amazing things. Each week, he shares at least three workouts with specific explanations and detailed form tips with his over 330,000 Instagram followers. Samuel exposes people to different ideas and styles of training in ways that excite them and keep them interested, while also countering some of the bad fitness information that exists on social media. He aims to cover all fitness bases, getting people to accelerate and decelerate, move laterally and rotationally to make them stronger and fitter, but also better prepared for life. Samuel also does all the workouts himself with the personal goal of adding full body muscle and strength to look and feel like a superhero. Hey, Eb, how's it going? It is going good. Uh, late night, got a good workout in, um, got plenty of food in me, so I'm, I'm ready to do this. <laughs> Where are you, at home? Yeah, I'm at, I'm at home, so out in Westchester, hanging out. So... Full disclosure for the folks listening, Eb Samuel and I worked together for a hot second at ESPN Magazine before uh, he went off onto his journey and I went off onto mine. Um, so, Eb, can you just give us an idea of what you're doing nowadays at Men's Health and, and at Flexit? Yeah, well, I mean, we, and we reconnected a little bit at Men's Health too, because mm-hmm. um, which is which has been fun for me. Um, so, at Men's Health, I am the um, fitness director. And that basically entails everything fitness that occurs in men's health sort of goes through me. So I do, I make a lot of the instructional videos that you'll see online. I do a lot of the both front end and back end programming, creating workouts just for general population for them to see on our webpage, see in our MVP streaming app and see, you know, just see um, on video. I do a lot of programming. I have a, a series of clients that I just work with for myself on the side. Um, and then everything in terms of the stories, how we present fitness, um, every bit of fitness and mental health goes through me. So that's incredibly fun um, and an incredibly demanding job um, and pretty much my dream job because I grew up wanting to do um, fitness. And then at Flexit, I am the head of training innovation. And so that is kind of my role at Flexit is to basically a system and kind of building out a really, really cool fitness app. We do something a little bit different at Flexit in that a lot of the fitness apps you're going to see on the market are built around this idea of you watch a video and then you do the workout and there's not a, a whole lot of touch between the trainer and you. You're just watching the workout, listening to their audio, doing your reps and sets. And the cool thing we do at Flexit is it's a lot more like a one-on-one interaction it's kind of it's sort of like a zoom except very very optimized for fitness so that means i can train i train somebody one-on-one on flexit and what i can do is i can watch them i can cue them i can see when their form is off and the cool thing about that for me is i can make people legitimately stronger it's hard to do that if i'm just giving you a workout and i never see you do a rep right but i've been able to with flexit i was able to get a guy last summer i think we trained together for you know two or three months 
he started off not really knowing how to do a proper deadlift. And by the end of our time together, he was doing a 225 pound deadlift, which is really, really solid for where he started off. And he felt good because we were able to really, I can coach form on there, which is what I really, really like. So my job there, I coach a couple of people. I train um, Charles Way, the ex-Giants fullback on there, um, work with Jason Terry on there, um, ex-Dallas Mavericks work with a, a couple other people on there as well. And then I advise them and we build out different parts of the platform, whether that's, you know, creating trophies or creating little carrots that can keep people mm -hmm. really, really excited and have them coming back to work out more, or whether that's, you know, giving people um, just more options um, and just more ways to work out on there. Cause not everybody is going to want to do the one-on-one -on -one workout. Some people do want that app experience. So we're just looking to provide a really 360 way to do fitness there something that has something for everybody um encompasses a little bit of nutrition and a little bit of mindset as well it's really cool over there yeah. so it, it sort of seems like with both your jobs you're just kind of driven to help people make themselves better yes um <laughs> i think i think i try to think of my job as very minimal in that most in general somebody it's really really hard to get somebody into fitness and working out unless they have an interest or they have their own motivation. So my whole job is to help you, the user on either the app or our men's health website or whatever, or if you pick up the magazine, my job is to help you kind of reach your fitness goals. And all I'm doing is facilitating because you have the motivation. I'm just going to teach you how to, you know, do the exercises. I'm going to teach you the exercises you need to do. I'm going to give you enough exercises that excite you because I think a lot of people are tired of push-ups, sit-ups, squats. I'm going to give you enough exercises that excite you and feel different and make you successful so that you can hit your goals. I think that's my job. And that's the job of any good trainer in fitness. We facilitate somebody who already knows or is already trying to chase what they want. And we can give them a little motivation and push them one day. What was your athletic background growing up? Um, so my athletic background growing up, I came up when I was really young, I was doing gymnastics. And then I thought I wanted to play in the NBA, but I kind of <laughs> stopped growing. So right before you... <laughs> What have you, have, have you I don't, seen? I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not laughing. It's okay. Okay. It's, it's really mean. Um, <laughs> but um, I thought I wanted to play in the NBA and, you know, that I would somehow, you know, wind up alongside Jalen Rose and Chris Weber in the NBA. But that didn't happen because I only wound up growing to five, nine, five, nine and a half. And so that, that, that's why I was work. laughing. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> uh, for my town, in my town, I was quite tall and I was quite good in the post. Okay. So also my the five, nine in the post just doesn't work very well. Um, but I thought I wanted to do that. I really love sports. I grew up, you know, loving football and basketball. I also wasn't very good, to be honest, because it took me a while to kind of grow into my body and to also understand that five, nine and a half does not get to post up when you play college, college pickup basketball. Five, nine and a half is really, really short. So, um, so, but I, I kind of, again, I tried a lot of that stuff and because I wasn't a natural athlete, I wound up really falling in love with the gym as kind of my way of improving my athleticism and granted biceps curls have nothing to do with improving athleticism, but when you're getting started, it's like, you know, okay, this is going to help me build muscle, et cetera. So I fell in love with that, wound up doing that in college. Um, and I think the other piece of that too, is I really, really loved superheroes, right? Which is yeah. also complete. So I basically loved all the things that were completely unattainable for me. But 
you know, I love superheroes and athletes because, you know, you see them do these amazing things and I wanted to do these amazing things. And for, for an average person, I think the, the, the place you can kind of do amazing things is in the gym, right? You know, when you're setting kind of your PR on the bench press or you're banging out, you know, your record amount of reps on a squat, or you, you know, you've worked towards this high, your highest box jump, you know, all these things are kind of measurable and you get to see where you start and you get to get better at it. And I think that was a little bit of, Hey, I can't necessarily play sports. It's not a good idea to try to jump off my, my roof and go flying. So what can I do? I, I can do this gym stuff. So I really embraced the gym. And I think when I got out of college, I actually went to undergrad for an accounting degree, which I never really used because again, I thought I was going to play in the NBA. So I figured, you know, at some point John Calipari is going to come recruit me from my, my division three school to, uh, to, to go play college basketball, which did not happen. Um, when I got out of that, I realized I was not very fond of accounting and my entire life plan was not going to work out. So I went to school for, I went back to school for a one year intern, intensive master's program in journalism because I could write. And because I think my thinking there was always, I'm going to get into sports journalism. And that is going to be as close as I can get to pro athletes and pro athletes really do all these amazing things I want to see, right? It, they do all like Michael Jordan, the Scott, all those guys do all the things I wish I could do. And so if I can hang out with them and write about them and ask them questions in the locker room, I can ask them questions about, Hey, Victor Cruz, what do you do for your vertical leap? Or Hey, Steve Weatherford, what are the secrets to your abs? I wound up covering the giants. So that's why I'm going to defaulting to a lot of giants here. And I think that was my end game getting into journalism was I can, I'm going to get a chance to ask these guys all these questions. Um, and that's what I wound up doing. I wound up writing a couple good stories, but most of my time in the locker room was, Hey, can we train together this weekend? Or that was my end game, but we're just not going to tell that to all my bosses at the daily news. So you yeah. end up at the daily news for quite a while covering football. At what point did you decide? I don't want to do this. I want to go into fitness for real. Um, I think when, I think two things happened. One, obviously the, the newspaper industry w won't bore people with all the drama there, but you know, the newspaper industry is not necessarily the steadiest thing in the world. And I think two, um, I hadn't when coming up, one of the big things for me is I hadn't realized that I could really have a fitness career. I grew up in a small town, the kind of place where as a trainer, the trainers who I knew in my town, it was a part-time job for them. So I couldn't necessarily make a career of that. Coming to New York, um, getting exposed to, you know, once you're in the media world, getting exposed, and also there's this explosion on Instagram taking place, right? And I'm starting to see these trainers pop up on Instagram. And I'm like, I can do that. I have as much knowledge as these people. You know, I have, uh, I, when I was in undergrad, I tried to take a lot of, you know, biomechanics classes and stuff like that, in addition to the accounting, because that's what I was really into. Um, I just didn't think I could make it a career and you're starting, but you're starting to see this growth of trainers. You're starting to see them exist on Instagram. You're starting to see the trainer who works with Odell Beckham matter. Right. And so I'm yeah. like, maybe I can get into this. Um, how do I pivot? And I always wanted to work for a magazine. That's why I want, that's why I had interned to DSP in the magazine anyway. So an opportunity, I think an opportunity arose at men's health where they were looking for a fitness editor. And they actually liked me because I had that background in sports. So I'd spend a lot of time with those athletes, which meant athlete connections for them. Um, and so I just applied to it. 
they they really liked me um thank god and the rest is kind of history from there i think i've been there now i just celebrated my five-year anniversary there and it actually was a celebration because i really really like my job <laughs> so when you first got to men's health i don't imagine you spontaneously ended up with three hundred and thirty thousand instagram followers how did that happen um i think it, i think it was just so when I got there, again, there's this kind of explosion going on on Instagram of training. I had always, and it's interesting because I had always fancied myself a creative programmer, if you will. And I think it was just kind of a confluence of getting there when you are the, when you are kind of, to some extent, I don't really like to say it, but to some extent, I'm kind of like a relatively public face for men's health which is a large brand. So I think the combination of that, and also I really, really started to understand, and I believe this for all trainers, that there's a lot of really bad fitness on Instagram. And I think if you're a certified trainer who has a brain and doesn't do bad fitness, does kind of the things that people need to see and that they need to learn and can, they, they can actually make them better as opposed to, you know, 10 backflips into three pushups. Right. <laughs> um, I think it's, there's almost like a responsibility to um, counter some of the bad fitness, right. With good fitness. Cause and I think what I realized early on is this is going to be a pretty important battleground for people for fit uh, or for, for people because they're going to learn, they're learning from Instagram, they're learning from TikTok, et cetera. So if I'm going to take this role in men's health, I have an obligation. Um, and if I'm going to call myself a trainer, I have an obligation to assist people in that process. So I started working on, you know, I try to put out and I still do this to this day. I try to make sure I have like three to five workouts on my Instagram or three to five kind of fitness lessons, if you will that are accessible and can help people. Um, and so I think I started doing that. Some of it caught on, especially during the pandemic. That's when my following really grew because the pandemic is when you have all, you have a lot of people who don't necessarily need Instagram about five years ago, right? And then three years ago, because it's been that long, you suddenly have all these people, they don't necessarily need Instagram fitness. They kind of fancy it and they just check it out every so often that's five years ago, you know, it's just a bunch of people visiting Instagram. And then because they have group fitness and they have the gym and stuff like that. And then three years ago, a lot of people lost their gyms because we couldn't get into, we couldn't get into gyms. You couldn't get into your favorite CrossFit box, et cetera, because it was all shut down. And so during the pandemic, I think a lot of people started really looking to Instagram trainers for legitimate workouts that they wanted and needed at the moment and creative ways to train at home and still kind of create challenge and create overload, et cetera. And I think that's when my following really grew. And that's when Instagram and social media training became like the thing it is today where people are really, really, you know, that they'll find the trainer on Instagram. And I think that's how you get here. So I kind of want to know how you decide what you put on Instagram. So full disclosure, mm -hmm. I look at Ebb's Instagram fairly often. I do take a lot of exercises from Ebb's Instagram and incorporate them into things that I'm doing in the garage. A lot of the stuff that he does is with dumbbells and you can modify that by using a lighter dumbbell, but there is also a lot of stuff that he does like hanging ab routines where I'll get through half of it and I'll be like, Ebb is crazy. So <laughs> some of the stuff is really hard. Some of the stuff is accessible for everyone. How do you decide what you post? Um, so first of all, it makes me really happy that you look at my Instagram, right? <laughs> um, 
<laughs> Second of all, I, I think to, to answer it, it's it's tricky because I think one of the challenges of Instagram, one of the challenges of the era of fitness that we live in is so many of the people who I'm trying to affect, who all good trainers and all trainers period are trying to affect, have this fitness ADD, right? The the best the reality is you need like three concepts in your life. I need you to horizontal pull to keep yourself healthy, right? I need you to do some kind of deadlift. And, you know, I need you to do some kind of, I need you to do something that braces your core. And, you know, those are simple moves. That's a row, that's a deadlift. And, you know, that's like a plank or some kind of core or hollow body. And it's, it's that simple. People don't need a lot, but we have this age of, of the crazy thing. And one, what I'm trying to, what I try to do is in general, I try to put out three workouts a week and I try to make sure that they're hitting multiple body parts. Right. So I'm not going to do say two biceps workouts on the same, on the same week, but I'm going to try to get, you know, some kind of big body part in there, whether that's like back or legs, I'm going to try to give people something, um, you know, maybe that's a little more accessory, like triceps, shoulders, chest, abs. Um, and I'm going to try to get something that's a little bit, you know, I'll try to go with two. I usually try to go with two kind of those major body part workouts, you know, something maybe a little different, like a push pull. Um, and the idea is to expose people to different ideas and different workouts to train. And it's also to make, and this is something I really, really learned at men's health because when I got to men's health, I was like, every guy's goal is to bench 225, 17 times. That's it. (laughs) And so, and so I'm just going to give people, you know, the most basic, workouts um because basic is all you need but one of the things you learn very quickly in men's health is that there's this other thing and i think it's something that that's missing a little bit from some of the old school trainers out there and that's you you do have to excite people you have to keep them interested and that's about changing little things in basic exercises so that people have fun so that's why i try to i try to add an element of variability to what i post in that you know, it's like, yeah, I can have you do like a hanging leg raise and you've done hanging leg raises 8 million times. But if I can get you to do that hanging leg raise with a pause and a three second eccentric or with a a drive, your uh, let's, let's get that hanging leg raise and keep your legs straight. And then let's tuck one knee at a time. One, I'm getting you to explore the motion that your body is capable of. Two, I'm keeping it fun. And three, I'm, I'm challenging you. And yes, it's too hard, for a lot of the general population, but at the same time, they look at that. My goal is to create, is to give them challenge and give them something different that feels accessible and feels like something they can work up to. Not everybody can work up to 17 backflips or 25 reps of 225 on the bench press. But if I can give you, you know, say like a plank row with like a pause on it, you can work up to that plank row. That's why I do so much with dumbbells because I can pick up a 70 pound dumbbell and do an exercise, but my grandmother can pick up a five pound dumbbell and do that same exercise. And, and I, I like to give Eb, Eb uh, grief just because I like to give Eb grief, but all of those things that he does on the hanging uh, bar, the abs, you can very simply modify by just laying down and doing them on the ground. So it's, it's modifiable for, for everyone. Um, what are the, mo- well, first of all, if, someone who doesn't really work out went on your Instagram and did only the workouts you post during the week. Is that enough? It's interesting because when I started, it probably wasn't enough. And that's because I leaned into, it's really, really easy on social media to lean into 
what everybody wants to see and to just post that. And that's kind of, that, that's, that's a human behavior thing. So I was posting a lot of arm workouts and then somebody, a friend of mine from, from a CrossFit box, I really like actually called me out and she was like, you never post any leg workouts. You do them, but you never post them. And I'm like, cause people don't like doing leg workouts. Um, and so that kind of changed the way I try to run my Instagram. Um, if you, if you kind of go to my Instagram, my goal is to have enough fitness in there for the week. Um, but it's done a lot of times in the body part way that way, you know, somebody who's a little bit more advanced like you can just take pieces, which is what you do, right? You're just going to take a motion or you may take like a superset or something like that. Cause you have an established routine. So there's enough stuff that like veterans can pull from, but at the same time, if, um, if you come to my page and the goal is like over kind of my nine, you know, it's like you get nine grid pieces on your profile, right? And the goal is over my nine grid pieces. I'm trying, and it doesn't always work out either because obviously, you know, there are challenges sometimes, but the goal is I'm trying to make sure if you look at those workouts, you can do those workouts and you're going to get enough fitness. I think that's also how we try to do things at men's health. When we, for example, we do the, the monthly workout spread that we've been doing for decades, long before I got there. And the one thing, the way I try to approach those is for somebody to pick up the magazine, they're paying, I don't even know what we charge for it, but they're paying for that magazine for a month and they can open up to our two page spread workout that includes six or seven moves or whatever it is. And if they do that workout three days a week, they get all their fitness covered. And it's not going to be covered necessarily from, um, I, you know, like if you're trying to get, you know, it's 27 inch biceps, it's not going to happen, but we're covering all the movement patterns you need to really have longevity in your life and stay healthy. We're going to cover them in an interesting way. And we're going to, we're going to teach you a couple fun things that'll keep your fitness fun and keep you again, invigorated until in theory, you buy the next issue next month. So in all the engagement you have with readers of men's health and readers of the men's health website and the questions you get in your direct messages on Instagram, what are the most common fitness issues you think facing the general population? What are people concerned about? What are they trying to do? It's interesting because there, there, there are a lot of issues. I think everybody's got, <laughs> everybody's got something. But one of the things I think that, I think it's just getting started. A lot of people just don't know how to get started they don't know where to go they they literally don't they literally don't know what exercises to do and so they're just kind of they know they want to work out but they don't know how to get they don't know how to get going and they don't know how to maintain it right so i think that's one issue and then the other issue is you have all these advanced moves and kind of these really crazy ideas some of which work some of which are nonsense and people see that and they think that that's they see that and they watch that and that's what shows up on their Instagram. And they think that that's the way you get fit or that's the way you build muscle, et cetera. And it's, it's just, it's just not, it's interesting. I got a question two days ago from a friend actually. And it's, it, it was the most basic, it was the most basic question because this is what people are trying to figure out. It, he was like, do I do cardio or weights first, <laughs> which is, so there's kind of like a disconnect right now between the content that people are putting out and where most of the audience is, which is most of the audience is just trying to get started and understand how to work out. And most of fitness, Instagram, and TikTok tends to be, Hey, here's this ultra advanced workout. But then the, the catch 22 in there is the person who's just getting started and wants to work out. 
doesn't really want to consume the content that says, hey, you need to do your squats and your pushups and your rows, right? So what we're trying to do as an industry right now is get people excited and get them into our systems and get them into these, these workout habits. That way we can give them the fitness they need. And I don't know if I really, really think hard about it. I don't know if that approach is necessarily working. And it's just something we as kind of an industry and we as trainers need to find balance in and find ways to, to kind of reckon with. And I'm not sure that's, that's going to be a long process. So how did you answer your friend when he asked, does he do cardio or weights first? Um, it, and it's tricky because I tried to get it. The goal is to uncomplicate fitness. So I said, it kind of depends on the goal, right? If you're, if you're trying to, if you're trying to improve for your marathon, then you've got whatever your priority is comes first. If you're trying to improve for your, if you're going to run the New York city marathon, then cardio is going to come first and weights are going to come second because whatever you're doing in the weight room is going to support the cardio. Right. And, but the important thing is you need that capacity. You've got to run a lot, but if you're trying to build muscle or lose body fat, then weights have to come first and cardio is on, is on the back end because whatever your priority is in the gym, it needs to come first, which kind of makes sense, right? Like whatever our priority is in life, it's got to come first. So I think something you just said is something that most people probably do not think about because I think that everyone who wants to lose weight goes to the gym and jumps on the treadmill or the elliptical. You just said, if you want to lose weight, you got to lift weights. Just talk about that for a sec. <laughs> um, so two things, one in, in general, a, a more muscular body is going to burn calories at a higher rate than a, a less muscular body. Right. Mm -hmm. And so if in, to some extent, our greatest both defense against gaining fat and tool to lose fat is going to be, let's build as much muscle as possible. That doesn't necessarily mean looking like Arnold, but it means, you know, building, it means build, like getting into the gym and focusing on muscle. Building. The other thing is, is cow, especially when people hop on the elliptical, I cannot stand the elliptical, but especially <laughs> when people, especially when people hop on the elliptical, yes, you're burning, you're, you're getting calories in calories out. And that's kind of, you know, like you're, you're burning calories, but you're burning them not at that. You're, you're kind of keeping your heart rate in the same place. And a lot of times people don't go hard on the elliptical. So, or they don't go hard in their cardio. And I think what you can do when you lift weights and you progressively overload and you're, you're working to build that muscle, you're going to, you're going to wind up moving around the gym. You're, you're moving the weights, you're challenging yourself and you're going to wind up building or burning more calories and getting your heart rate at getting your heart rate up a lot higher than you think. One of the things that I think that has always surprised me or used to surprise me was during my leg workouts, especially my heart rate would wind up around like 160 and I would average a 120. And I could, you know, that I could get up to, you know, I could do that. That's kind of a cardio workout too. Um, and you don't even realize it, but especially if you're moving at a fast tempo when you're strength training, you're going to wind up getting that same cardiovascular effect, except you're building muscle too. So let's kill two birds with one stone. It's funny. I, I, I mentioned earlier to you that I did the CrossFit workout, the seven yesterday, and it's seven yeah. reps of seven movements, seven rounds, and it has burpees in it, which people think of as a very high heart rate activity. <laughs> but for me, the highest heart rate was the heavy deadlifts and it always <laughs> is right. Yeah. Um, so what are your goals for your own training? My goals for my training, I, I, I go back to exactly what we started with, which is the superhero stuff, right? I'm trying in, I'm trying as much as I can to look and move and move weight like a superhero. So it's a completely unattainable, although I think completely unattainable goals in the gym 
are good because they mean you're always pushing for something. So at the moment, I'm trying to, I'm trying to really work to maintain and build athleticism. I need to get more explosive um, and just get stronger. Right. And every year I kind of choose, I kind of choose, I try to choose like a lift to get stronger at. So right now my lift to get stronger and just better at is the sumo deadlift. So I've been trying to really get my numbers up on that and just work with a really good max. And then the rest of it, I just really want to, again, look good, feel good and move really well. The goal is to move exceptionally well so that, you know, if there were ever a zombie apocalypse, I'm your guy to like save us all. <laughs> this concludes part one of our conversation with Ebenezer Samuel. Be sure to follow him on Instagram at, at Ebenezer Samuel 23. You can also follow Men's Health Magazine at, at Men's Health Mag and Flexit Fitness at, at Flexit underscore fitness. Until next time, for more information on Food of the Gods or to download other episodes, visit us at foodofthegodspodcast.com or wherever you listen to podcasts. You can also follow us on Instagram at, at foodofthegodspod or email us at foodofthegodspodcast at gmail.com. Food of the Gods is a Digitant Podcast production. <laughs>